Yes, you are, and you're writing to us. Give me the teeny tiny lady something to do. You write to us at MyNorthwest.com, and you come on in through the Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line. At 1-888-973-5476. Don't want to keep them on the phone too long. Don't have time to jump in. So around. I'm here to give you anything you like. You want yeah, college, get ready. energy, mortgages, <laughs> whatever you like. You have come to the right place. Why? I'll tell you why. Who can take your money? Who can take your money? Take it all away and give it to some <laughs> other guy. The government. The government. Oh, government the government can. can. That's right, Jim Walsh. Taking all my money. <laughs> Taking all of Sherry's money. The government can. We get Jim Walsh on here. He is like the 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 giant rocks on the shore that says no. No, stop the insanity. I wanted to check in with you. I know the session comes to an end sometime in March, and you're just doing the, the yeoman's work out there. So give me the good and give me the bad. What have you stopped or at least made, as you'd like to describe it, not less, made it less bad? And what right. good have you done for us, Jim Walsh? Well, right now, John, I mean, we're 5 o'clock is the cutoff for House of Origin bills. And right now, I mean, I stepped off the floor because I we're know. debating a, a, a rent control t- bill that's just terrible. Mm-hmm. And it's yes. going to it's gonna make rents go up. It's going to make rent rental apartments harder to find. It's a mess. And that debate is going on right now. Uh, we're going to try to stop it, but it's going to be tough to stop that. But it's real bad. And, and so for people that aren't following every single move on this thing, they want to be able to cap the amount of rent that you could increase. Was there was it 10 percent or seven and it dropped down to five? Are you just moving back and forth on that number? Right. Seven percent is the current number. And there's some back and forth on what it would be over time. But they're sensitive to the fact that the seven percent, if you compound it over a few years, gets real bad real fast. Uh, mm-hmm. In other words, it's rent control that doesn't really control rents. So it, yeah. it'll it'll create the scarcity. There won't be as mm-hmm. many units to rent, and they're still going up pretty fast in price. It's it's just a mess. Yeah. But there's happy see, the news. Other one... We killed a few bits. Okay, well, yeah, give we us some happy news. Happy news. Happy news. <laughs> Go ahead. So they were running the, – the, the, the governor and the speaker and their supporters were running a, a couple of real bad ones – they, they were trying to run another anti-cop bill. It was House Bill mm-hmm. 1445, and that would have put the state attorney general basically in charge of local police departments and sheriff's offices. We killed that one. Wow. That's gone. Um, okay. Of course, the uh, the big increase in property taxes, Senate Bill 5770, we killed that mm-hmm. one. That's gone. And. Okay. Uh, and what else do we have? There was we had the RAP Act, which was this crazy proposal on food packaging that would have really bankrupted farmers. Uh, we killed that one too. So we we have a few good defensive scalps, but uh, but yeah. a few bad ones are getting through. Uh, just, I'll let Sherry ask a question in a second, but uh, Jim Walsh, representing for the nineteenth, there. The how about the octopus? Um, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, boy, that was a top legislative priority, banning octopus farming. Octopus farming. I mean, we've got serious stuff to handle here. We've got initiatives to lower gas tax and restore police pursuits. 
And of course, the, the the majority here in Olympia they want to ban octopus farming. You know, burning issue. We don't have any octopus farms in Washington. <laughs> so uh, you said that this morning, about two o'clock in the morning, uh, they crammed through the unemployment insurance for striking workers. Now, Alaska Airlines, their their flight attendants have gone on strike. Does that mean that they will be paid by? the government while they're striking or by their employer while they're striking? Uh, it'll, it'll be by the government uh, through the uninsurance uh, program, the uninsurance, unemployment insurance program, which is the uh, Employment Security Department, ESD. Remember those mm-hmm. the guys who sent hundreds of millions of dollars to Nigerian online scammers? Yeah, those guys yes. are in charge of this. Um, okay. So, yeah, it, 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 it's a kind of insurance that employers and employees pay into and so it'll use those resources to pay striking workers for a, a, a limited period of time but still it's a, it's an unusual use of unemployment money for people who are willingly striking and you know it, it's just it's not a great it's not a great idea it gives the striking workers a tactical advantage over the employers when the strike sure. is on because you're less likely to strike if you know that you're, you know, you got some medical bills and other things starting to pile up. But I'm assuming that this would protect the government workers would be able to have their medical bills paid for while they strike. Let's talk about the anti-gun dealer bill. That's what you call it. That's House Bill 2118. Yeah. If you owned a gun store, you had to keep uh, six years, I think, of video. Um, they said the cost is about $3 million to store five years worth of video. You have to keep track of a whole bunch bunch of stuff you have to lock up all the guns you have to uh you know basically take id from everybody and store all this data just making it as cumbersome as possible to be in the business of selling guns in the state of washington where's that one that one passed but we were able to negotiate it down to a better place for the gun shops uh they do still have to keep video they do have to keep the records like that but we got the uh video archive uh you know cut way down to uh, uh-huh. to 45 days for most of the cameras and then two years for one of their cameras. So it's much better than where it started. We were still no. Uh, the conservatives all voted no on it. But, uh, but it got to a better place, and I think the gun shops will be able to survive. At least they tell me they think they will with this. But the real point of that one, too, is that the, the left doesn't care so much about the gun shops. They just don't want anybody owning guns. So right. they're going to clamp down on the supply. And uh, you know, like a lot of these anti-gun bills, I would expect lawsuits immediately, and I would expect them to go up through the federal court system where they're likely to run into trouble. We know you want to rush back in there and continue to make sausage, but is it one last question for you. I find this one to be odd. This is at MyNorthwest.com. Jason Rance has the story. There was a survey done of American school children and then of Americans of certain ages. Those that had some knowledge of the Holocaust was shocking. <laughs> Knowing I had no idea how many people, where it happened, whether or not there were concentration camps. And if you don't remember history, you do have a tendency to want to repeat it. So it was the idea there was a, they were going to uh, ask schools to educate children and have some learning about ho- the Holocaust. The murder of six million Jews. What was the amendment that was added to that? It was a really troubling amendment. The bill itself was good, um, and, and you're right. Uh, the famous uh, philosopher Sunyana said that uh, if you don't know history, you're bound to repeat it. Uh, 
So we wanted to support the bill. The amendment was the trouble. The amendment was full of moral equivalence and basically is justifying uh, the recent uh, anti-Semitic violence in the Middle East as uh, the, you know, as understandable and, and, and painted sympathetically. And, mm-hmm. it, you know, you've got to be really careful about teaching kids moral equivalence on something like that. You get into some very dangerous kind of situational ethics type frames that you shouldn't teach kids. Uh, so that one is going to be interesting to see what happens. That amendment did stick. And uh, the state Senate now is going to have to deal with it. And I'm not sure there are enough votes in the state Senate to support the bad amendment that they stuck on that good bill. Okay. Okay. Uh, you're going to go back in. How long are you, are you there again till two in the morning again tonight, Jim? Uh, no, the cutoff was 5 p.m. So about 15 minutes ago. But okay. as long as they read a bill in at 4:59 the debate and the vote can go on for hours after that. So we're not going to be here till two in the morning this time, like we were last night, but we're probably going to be here for another hour or so, uh, and then vote on this, this terrible rent control bill. Uh, it's just, here's one quick little thing. I looked up permitting f- to build new, um, apartments in Seattle in 2018. There were 8,404, constructions of new apartments it dropped to 3,493 in portland when they put this uh cap on it went from 5,132 building new apartments to 1,846 because if there's no money in it people won't build them and if you don't build them then there's no supply and as demand stays high the price of everything else goes up so they are That's really shooting the rent control yeah. bill it's a bad deal it's a bad deal, and, the, uh, you know, the, the left legislators here don't care because they want the government to run all housing, and uh, right. that's just not the best way to do anything. Well, don't forget, it is a right. So we'll leave you with this song. Jim Walsh, thanks for coming on. I'm around. I'm here to give you anything you like. Bye, Jim. Jim Walsh. That's right. Whatever you like. Here it comes. to the right place. All right. Everybody sing. Tell you why. Sherry? Who can take your money? Let's hear you, Take Joe. Take it all away and give it to some other guy. The government. Good. The government. Right. The government. government. That's good, Joe. Who can tax the sunrise? Who can tax the sunrise? Who can tax the trees? Who can tax the trees? Let your Thank you. Nice to Joe. <laughs> Thanks for making it through without one of those weird, phlegmy coughs. Yeah, of yours. you're welcome. All right. Um, I, here's a thing I'd like to do. I'd like to make a motion. Um, that we on this show never use the word gun violence because this is not a gu- the gun is not violent the human being is violent the gun is a tool shovel violence rock violence when people take rocks and throw them down on top of cars that's rock violence I assume so I will never use the term gun violence and Sherry I'll ask you on the amendment uh, if you second the amendment that we no longer use the term, I've never used it. I see legislators like to use it all the time because what it does, it, it removes the human element from the gun. It makes the gun bad and the person firing off the gun. Well, that person's just got lots of hard things in their life and they they need to go home with their ankle bracelet on to their grandmother or something. It's not gun <laughs> violence. It's human beings. Human beings are violent because human beings 
would like to be able to not necessarily have to work if they can go and shoot somebody and take their money. It's much easier than actually going into work every single day and being an accountable citizen in society and actually contributing as a as a way of making society better or subtracting from society by everyone cowering in their house or in their car or at a stoplight or somebody's working in a convenience store where somebody wants to come in and shoot somebody and kill them over $50 or $100 or take a car and steal it from somebody and slam it into a building and then run in there and grab everything you can. So well, I don't use the term gun violence. And if anybody on our show that comes in as a reporter, Sherry, and uses the word gun violence, I expect you to just take them to task, okay? Okay, would you want to re- uh, replace it with like human violence? I don't know. We don't. We, it's not gun control and it's not gun violence. It's these are the people that are using guns. Right. Um, that's, I, that's what I mean. Criminals. Like, do you want it to be. Yeah. Criminals. Right. OK. It's a criminal use of a gun. And this and then. Oh, shocking that apparently even though they had passed this assault weapon ban and high capacity magazine. Oh, my goodness. What do you know? Criminals are, are getting like a, a drum and, and being involved to fire 50 rounds or 100 rounds. How did they do that? I thought we outlawed that. <laughs> it's like ridiculous. You pass all these laws. You think they care one iota about any of these laws? No. You get a drum and you can fire off 50 rounds or 100 rounds. You turn these things into zip guns. You can change an automatic or a semi-automatic into a fully automatic. So they get off as many rounds as possible. Oh, we'll have to pass a law against that too. So that the criminals that obey the laws will suddenly obey the laws. How about this? How about this law? Uh, we make a law against murdering another human being. Let's yeah, pass that. That'll never law. stick. That's yeah, not going to happen. That's not going to happen. By the way, right. there are people that want to use some gun violence on me. I said that Alaska Airlines, the flight attendants are on strike. Apparently, it is not a strike, it's an information picket. Okay. Just wanted to correct that. Uh oh, Fred writes. If it was real gun violence with 300 million guns in public, we should have shootings 24-7 if it was up to the guns. Thank you, Fred, for that. I think Fred needs a more you know on that one, too. <laughs> Thank you, Andrew. Enjoy the pregnant pause. Yeah, it's an information picket, Sherry. Um, oh, TikTok. Really? Can we make it through a whole show without TikTok? Apparently not. Because it is National Radio Day. So here we go. This TikTok person has decided they're getting some social, they're getting heat on social media because they're not tipping. <laughs> they're a hair braider. They went in to get their hair braided, which took how long, Sherry? It takes like seven hours, I think. It's a very long procedure. And right. she was making the point. I know we have some audio from her. I did her, not take the bone to my like braids a... yesterday. And this was the first. Oh, my God. Is... Yeah, she's very much like this time oh, I haven't tipped to get my hair done and I was fueled with anxiety especially when I hand her over the cash and she starts counting it and I was like <gasps> I just did not feel like tipping was necessary on the service for reference this was $350 to get done these are small knotless and this is a french curl braid that averages okay. out took her seven and a half hours $46 an hour 
minus the cost of hair. So we'll just round it down to $40 an hour. She didn't have to commute. She's not paying any extra overhead because she works from home. I think that that's a really good price. How many people are making $40 an hour? I want to also add that I have to go to the ATM, which is the most inconvenient method of payment to go get the exact amount of cash that I need for the appointment. I also had to come wash, conditioned, and blow dry. And I was the one that had to do the commuting. This is no shade, no tea, no nothing. This was the most comfortable braiding experience I've ever gotten. She was the best braider I've ever had. And I will definitely be going back to her. A lot of people say, uh, uh, I got news for you. When you go back to her, it will not be comfortable and it will not be painless. <laughs> right. Okay. And you may not get an appointment, you, strangely yeah. enough. Saying thank you is how you say thank you. Respecting people's policies, arriving to your appointment on time, being respectful of the space that you're in, letting them take photos of their work after, and maybe telling your friends or if you have a social media following. That, to me, is how you say thank you. We don't need to bump someone's $40 an hour work up to 45 to say thank you. Sue me. Sue me. Sue you? She's just defending herself because she thinks because this woman was the owner of the business, you don't tip the owner sometimes. And the best way to say thank you is to say thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure the woman that did the braiding is going to report all that money to the government. It's cash. Cash is king. It's what? What? King. I, huh? Uh, huh? Uh, what? Yeah. As much as the woman annoys me with her voice, I kind of understand that. Yeah. It's like it's it's your business and it's a cash business, and that's going right in your pocket. It's in your kitchen. Uh, yeah, thank you, Joe. It is your kitchen. Okay. So, Joe, mama. Okay. I'm gonna have to sue her. Uh, <laughs> sue me, sue me. Semi. All right, <laughs> all right. Uh, Nate, the vegan plumbing. We'll find out why dating apps are worse than ever. Oh no. Oh no. Well, Hard to believe. Is that a tease? Is that a tease? Wow, that's a tease. Oh no, she didn't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, kids. Come on, grow up, mate. <laughs> Letters are pouring in. Yeah, letters are pouring in, Sherry. They're coming in through the Makushu Casino Resort text line. one 973 There it is, the com all in there. And then Joe takes some hands in a teeny, and then she chooses the letter of the day. We'll Joe find Mama. out what that is. But first, shocking, apparently dating apps are worse than ever. I'd heard a theory once that they don't really want you to find that perfect person because if you find that perfect person, you won't keep using the app. So you'll just keep using the app if you're just close enough. It's just, just right out of you, like the carrot at the end of the stick. You're always chasing after it to get to that carrot. But they don't really want you to find the right person. I don't know if that's true, if the algorithm is actually able to really find that. But they could perfect it, but if they perfected it, you know, then it's called planned obsolescence. They have they build it in. It's like, well, why does the light bulb have to break? Well, then you got to buy a new light bulb. So, planned obsolescence is the idea that this not quite the right person for you. So you're always back on the app looking for somebody else. But why else do they say it's terrible? According to NPR. Well, Match.com. Remember when they had Match.com? Then they had eHarmony. 
Oh, for yeah. all the couples, it looked like, like brother and sister. So yeah, they, the guy like, hey, <laughs> I thought you'd want that guy on eHarmony. Yes, yeah. The guy you wouldn't want to, he'd want nothing to do with, I, right? Something's yeah. weird about him. So yeah. there used to be this That's the kind of guy at the office, a lot of back rubs from that guy. Don't you think? <laughs> yeah. Oh, you look tense. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Wow. A lot of tension in your shoulders. So guy. now... Uh, there's not a lot of competition. There's not as much competition. So, like, Match.com has 45 dating apps. Uh-huh. And they've got, you know, all, all kinds of different ones. And you're right. Each successful match on a dating app means they lose two customers. Uh-huh. So yeah, see. Hinge is you doing this thing where they're calling it the dating app designed to be deleted. That's like a marketing tool saying you're going to get uh-huh. so lucky here that we're gonna you're going to delete this. Um, mm-hmm. But they're sneaking around doing some other things. For instance, they'll tell you, they'll, they'll, I guess, give you a match, but then it's behind a paywall. So if you want to see this guy or this this girl, you've got to pay to do it. So most, mm-hmm. about one third of the people pay. It's about 18, mm-hmm. 19 bucks a month. Um, but yeah, it's it's not, it, people are getting tired of it. They're getting tired of having to pay for it. They're getting tired of the the all the misses, all of that. If, if you think that the person's just $18 away, that's the person. I'm surprised only a third pay. I guess they think, well, there's maybe there's somebody else out there. So they just keep swiping, swiping, swiping. I was on a date with this girl, and while she went, when she went to go to the bathroom, I got back on the app and just kept swiping and finding somebody else because I just realized I can't stand this person. Well, I think some people, are, even when they're dating, they're still on the app because they, they want to make sure they could upgrade if they if they wanted to. But to be fair, one in ten partnered adults met on a dating app. Well, yes, but here's why that's the case, because it has crowded out the normal way where people used to meet. It's become more convenient. It's easier. And it's more efficient than, you know, oh, with your buddies going down to a bar and then your wingman and then you go, I'm going to go talk to her. And you walk over and you talk to the girl. <laughs> then I talked to a bartender once. It was dead. It was like 8 o'clock at night. I go, where is everybody? Yeah, people don't come in here anymore to meet people. They always come in on dates. You can tell when they're on dates. So I sat there. I was bored. And he goes, see those two over there? They're, they're, that's a that's a that's a app date. That's a, I said, how can you tell? It's just the way they're talking to each other and coming in there and yeah, the whole thing's changed now because it's it's replaced you know the kind of slip shot you know just happen to run into somebody um that's gone and people don't know how to communicate with one another where you meet somebody on a train or something and you strike up a conversation and then you like the person they like you and you get their phone number that's all gone that people don't even know how to even begin to have those conversations so of course the apps would step right in there and replace all of that mm-hmm yeah, huh? <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I, I mean, they, it's true. People don't really, I mean, and you can tell. You can go out to dinner and you can tell when somebody's on a first date because it's that awkward, uh-huh, uh-huh, that overly animated thing that the girl's doing and, and he's there kind of nervous. And <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Are you like the weird woman in the corner taking notes, Sherry? Huh? Yes, I am. What, what was she doing again? She's like. What is she doing again? Overly and animate, like, like react. You, you see people that are at dinner that have been married a long time. It's just like. Right. Silence. You know, yeah. There's silence. There's tumbleweed you, blowing across the table. Yeah. yeah right. It's, it's yeah. you know, fast assault. So, but then you see these other uh, highly alert people 
and they look really nice and they're all and, they're, <laughs> and she's alert. so she's so <laughs> she's so animated and like he'll say yeah because that's because in college i drank a keg of beer <laughs> and then wow. she laughs really loud <laughs> right and then he realizes i hate her laugh right we need the guy from eHarmony to help you sherry <laughs> i've got my date <laughs> Andrew, remember that guy you find him andrew I'm not this quite sure what weird guy you're talking about, but I have a guy. Oh, you know it when you see like it's only one. Hey, we're at eHarmony. Uh, okay, I think we I found know him you're then. out there. Yeah, here yeah, we go. Here we go. Yeah. Dating like sites before the mic. Picture in a paragraph. At eHarmony, we match you yeah. based on who you are at the very deepest levels. Who I <laughs> found on eHarmony is the exact Whoa. person who I thought I was getting. I don't think anybody. Whoa no matter how old they are, should ever give up. You never know if the next person is going to be your true love. Find everything you're looking for on eHarmony.com. Yeah. It all yeah. starts with your personality profile. A $50 value, yours free when you visit eHarmony.com. Yeah. So apparently that profile is like 50 pages long. Oh, I tried eHarmony oh. when I was single. It was I was like, nope, this is this is like the SATs. Too, this is ridiculous. Too much work? Yeah, Tinder, you didn't have to do anything. You put a picture up there, it's just like, boom. Easy money. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I met my Hope wife wife's on listening. She, we met on Tinder. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. you, oh, and oh, a, a lot of text messages coming through, by the way. A lot of people use Hinge, Bumble, eHarmony, Match, and so success stories everywhere. Yeah, one How in about ten. The, sure. Is it is that one still uh, plenty of fish? Is that still out there, Jacob? Yeah, yeah I'm into it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cupid. How I about like our time? Oh, that's for uh, the oh, for seniors, mature yes, people. Or, okay, right. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Teeny, are you want to do one of these things? <gasps> this is absolutely the worst oh. day of my. Struck a nerve. Move on. All right. Oof. Oh, harsh. Uh, let's. <laughs> wow. Sorry, Teeny. Let me talk to Teeny. All right. Let's get the mailman in here because I have a sense that the Teeny Tiny's gone overtime. Sherry. Got lots of letters. Here we go. Don't mess with the mailman. Don't mess with the Sherry. I'm the mailman. Don't nobody mess with me. I'm the mailman. If you didn't know, I'm the mailman. I bring the mail to your door. Right to your door, Bob. Here's another interesting story that's in the news. Well, kind of in the news. Letters from a whole bunch of folks. And we'll get to the letter of the day, but first take care of all the rest. Sherry? Okay, here's a late letter. Long Tom mm -hmm. in Olympia. John's motto yeah. should be, why buy the plastic cow when it will dispense beer for free? Exactly. Thank you, mm -hmm. Long Tom. Uh, Randos, hee-haw, Aaron. Hee-haw. Uh, happy radio days, my radio <laughs> friends. I'm still waiting for my yearly 2024 John Curley and Sherry Elliker show calendar. Oh, yeah. We're still working on that. Um, Sherry's, is it June we had trouble with? Yeah, your June pose was a little too risque for the folks <laughs> at Bonneville. Uh, I, I I disagree, but all right. Yeah. Um, okay, so Renee in 360 says, Happy Radio Day. Well done. Often, I only need to check in to the closest mental institution after listening to your show. <laughs> Lovely. Keep it up, John, but keep it up, but John, no running over sweet wee frogs. I am not yet forgiving you. 
I know. It's they're, they're coming again. They're what happened there? I, it's like thousands and thousands of frogs, and I'm trying to cut the grass, and they're hopping all over the place. Oh, and, it's just, and the clumps. Oh, it's Me. terrible. Oh, yes, you should have brought that up. Uh, Jacob, two five. Two, two, five, three. <laughs> Jacob says, has John ever said the word for normally when he says the text line number? <laughs> Heard it. Move on. Okay. Okay. I guess the answer is uh, no. Four, 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 two, five says, thank you for that fart tease. Perfect timing. Timing. I need that. I needed that. Pick me up. That's to and you. And Joe, Joe Note says our own yeah. little version of touch tone or tone touch. <laughs> the hell's that mean, Joe? Tone touch? <laughs> Come on, Tony. No, Tony that? delivers. Remember? Oh, tone touch. I have a radio touch. and I have okay. it plugged in, and I could hear you. You're the only station I can get in. Yeah, it's uh, sort of an endorsement. John with a t- funny T-shirts. Uh, Brian from Kent says, "Come on, John. You had T-shirts that read. I had a T-shirt that read Drunk chicks think I'm hot, and everyone laughed at it. In fact, a girl bought it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah." Brian, they laughed at it when they first saw it, but then you stood there and talked to them, and you just kept, they kept reading it over and over and over again. That's the problem. You should put it on and then put another shirt over it. Like, joke's over. Or just bring a whole bunch of joke T-shirts and just put them all on and then keep taking them off. Yeah, it'd be like, like seven a comedy club, and you're just doing your act, taking the just shirts tearing, off. Tearing off the shirts. Yeah, there you go. Uh, out, Ryan. Uh, Ryan wants to know in the 360, didn't John make the Dutch oven lobster T-shirts a couple of years ago? Yes, they did, and they were quite humorous, and there was no – people couldn't figure it out. This guy sitting on a bed with two lobsters in his hand. It was, for, it was very subtle in a very funny way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I don't get it. I just wanted to say thank you for being on the radio. Well, you're welcome. And now radio it's time day. for the letter of the day. Letter of the day, Sherry. Okay. This is from Matt at Issaquah. Sherry, mm-hmm. I did a little research. And by research, I mean Googling. A couple of mm-hmm. weeks ago, you and a caller were talking about your third nipples. You or someone else said that one in three people have a third nipple. I didn't say that because I know how unique it is. According to my research, it's actually one in 18 people have mm-hmm. what's called a supernumerary nipple. Thank God. I thought that mole in the middle of my chest was an extra nipple. I can go back to believing it's just a mole now. Okay. But I'm okay with anything. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Matt. Thank you. It's an old letter, apparently. Teeny? He came in yesterday. Or today. Really? He just oh, because he did the research on it. Yeah, That's yeah, how. exactly. It took him a little him while. Time. Got it. All right. That's all she wrote. Good That's job. Wrote. Good job, Teeny. No all right, we'll leave you with these words right she here. Sure, you ready? Something landed on my mom's car. It stinked. That's right.